who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. Tonight, only on Disney Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift Bieras Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight only on Disney Plus. All right, go ahead and roll for perception. I got a thirteen. Hey, that's pretty good. With that, you can tell there's some fantasy situations going on. You hear some adult language, and with that, you can tell this podcast probably isn't for kids. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Will, and I'm Brian. This is the podcast where we talk about everything Dungeons and Dragons, from lavish lords to languorous long rests, and today. We're breaking down the bard. All right, Brian. All right, Will. <laughs> um, the Bard. It's a fun class. You, we, you have a little experience with the Bard. You I have a Bard do. in your game, right? I handle a Bard, so you to do. speak. You do. What do you think about the Bard? Fucking, this particular Bard is like very chaotic. Yeah, yeah. I think Bards <laughs> do, do lend themselves to t- tend to be like on the chaotic side of things. It's a fucking laugh, though. Yeah. Like, yeah. I... I I think when uh I think those are some of our biggest laughs is like some the shit the bard does. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Jake does a great job and the bard is a very entertaining class as it should be yeah. since the bard is an entertainer. How how would you rate the bard's effectiveness in 5e? Um as a DM, I was uh the most surprised by the stuff the bard could do. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. what's um what's that spell where they make the enemy like run away? Um, it's uh, dissonant whispers. Dissonant whispers. Yeah, dissonant yeah. whispers comes out and it does like psychic damage and stuff <laughs> yeah. like that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one threw me for a fucking loop, okay. and it has changed the way I built combats around you guys. Okay, now that's saying something because um, it is. It's pretty widely known at this point uh, that the fifth edition bard is very effective. It's a very good class. It's a lot of fun, and it's it's capable of a lot. And it's yes. very effective. Uh, that's the first time that that's ever happened. <laughs> the bard has been garbage all the way up until fourth edition, 
And although the Bard is effective in 4th edition, um, 4th edition being what it is, it's it's hard to rate effectiveness of classes since everything's so well-balanced and so mechanical and so tactical. But like 5th edition, the Bard is notably really good. And historically, from edition to edition, the Bard was almost a throwaway class. It was almost an unplayable class in, I think, uh, 3rd edition. Yeah, like a joke, right? Yeah, like a joke. Like, it's like, oh, shit, we got a Bard, so we're going to die. Here's the Bard. Yeah, Yeah, they're they're singing. Instead of so doing let's, shit. let's talk about uh, bardic origins. We're going to talk about the origins of the, of the class because, like, for me, the bard is a weird concept. Even though I like I like it, yet the bard was. Uh, I mean, it goes all the way back to first edition, okay, which doesn't have all the classes that we know now. Like the warlock and sorcerer came out later. Um, I just find it weird that the bard was there since the beginning, <laughs> but. The bard is based off old school, like I say old school, uh, I mean ancient, uh, Celtic Phillies and Norse Skalds. They are kind of traveling speakers and poets, lore and storytellers. Yes. And that's the what the concept of the bard is based off of. Like a cleric would spread the word of God, a bard spreads the word of society. Yeah, They're yeah. The, like the word of pop culture, basically. Kinda, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, that's a really good. Yeah, that's I like that. Okay, so um, let's talk about what a bard is in D and D, though, because it's like okay, that that's where it loses it. Because <laughs> yeah. now I'm fucking, it, it, I'm doing it, but it's also producing magic. Yeah, they're they're fucking wizards, yes, basically. Okay, yeah, so bards, bards are basically uh, what they're known as are they're they're musicians that use the power of words and music to invoke arcane magic, mm-hmm. which um. It's fucking saw, rad. It's really cool. It's really cool. And as a musician, I, I think it's fucking dope as fuck. I yeah. wish I could do that. Because I feel like there's magic going on when there's music sometimes, but you know, not not really. It's just my emotions. Right. And and I think I think that's a big part of like where the idea is accepted because music does feel almost magical in its own way because it invokes it invokes these emotions and these feelings. Mm-hmm. It can inspire, which is what bards do. They're huge on their their inspiration. Um but let's talk about an actual power source. Like, why is it that? At what point does the really sick lead guitarist of a band become a bard? Right. Okay. Um, so there's the the main theory, I guess, or the main bit of lore about it is that in some lore, it is said that the gods sang and spoke the world into existence in D and D. Right. Okay. And like, there are inherent echoes of this of these words and and, and songs of power. Throughout all existence, and the bards are incredibly talented musicians that, through study and skill and uh, practice, begin to be able to tap into these divine energies and cast spells. So originally, the paladin was, or the paladin, the bard was almost a divine caster, and we'll talk about that because basically was, but now it's just considered arcane, like almost like you could consider it part of the the weave of arcane magic. Yeah, so they're they're tapping essentially some some. Uh reverbial energy like some leftover stuff exactly around and 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 for some reason that energy is inherently tied to words and 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 music so let's talk about the first edition bard because it's we've talked about other classes from first edition and the bard is not like any of those classes this bard is dan from street fighter what (laughs) dan really sucks oh okay yeah (laughs) okay so for second and third edition the bard straight up sucked for first edition it's a weird situation. So it's, not Dan yet. Mm, I I can't speak to that whether it's Dan or not. Okay. And I, and now that you say that, I know who Dan is. He's like the garbage Ryu, right? Yeah. He yeah. like found the scrolls of like the Street Fighter, like the Ryu's like master hat or something, and read them. Was like, oh cool, I'm gonna put on like this 
this like these clothes this guy wears and like right. go out and fight now yeah with like no real instruction oh okay, but he I had see. like some talent so he can do stuff he just I don't can know. inherently kind of fight yeah he just like he's really garbage he has really garbage like uh like hitboxes His hitboxes, hitboxes suck, and mechanics right? are okay. really terrible yes okay gotcha okay <laughs> let's get back to the bard okay so we've talked about how in first edition especially and in in second edition there were like uh role-playing restrictions like you couldn't be... We kind of touched on that with the yeah. Paladin, huh? Yeah, the Paladin, and we didn't talk about it too much with the Rogue, but it existed for the Rogue, too, where the Rogue had to be chaotic. Right. Only the Rogue could be the one stealthing around. The Paladin had to be lawful good and had to yeah. obey all these oaths. Your, um, your alignment was tied to what you picked as, like, a racer class. Yes, and on top of that, we also... I think we did talk about, like, some classes uh, or some races and classes were inherently tied together. Like, to be, I think... To be a cleric, you couldn't be an elf. Like, elves can't be clerics. That was a thing. Okay. With the bard, it's like that dial to 100. So here, here's the thing. Okay, to be a bard, you had to meet all these ridiculous stipulations, and you couldn't start out as a bard. That's impossible. You have to do all these other things, and I think the earliest you could possibly hop in a bard was, like, level 9. Okay. So first off, you, you have to be human or half-elf. There, there, you couldn't be anything else. Okay. I already hate this. I'm just letting you know that. <laughs> number, number, number two, number two, you had to have these outrageous fucking stats, which means you had to roll well because the point by didn't exist. Then, and even if it did, like these stats are so like, I think the lowest was like a 13 in like wisdom or some shit. Like you had oh. to have like 15s and 16s and like, oh, fuck. yeah, like across the board. So you had to have all that. After that, you had to start as a fighter for five levels. You had to be a fighter. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. And then you had to be a thief for five more levels. So you're not actually a bard to level 10 is what you're telling uh, me. No, because, well, kind of. At that point, you jump into the cleric druid subclass. Okay. And now you're considered a bard in training. And at some point in the role play after that, you become a bard. It's dumb. Fuck. It's what? fucking dumb. <laughs> so you're not just, the, you can't just be a bard? No, you can't just be a bard in like... <sighs> It's Why? Like, it's like, okay, I'm going to roll my stats before I do anything else. I'm just going to yeah. roll stats for something invisible. Yeah. Fuck, I rolled great. I can finally be a bard. Yeah, it's like, okay, I rolled great. Well, like, I might as well try and be a bard. Like, when is this going to happen again? Exactly. And like, yeah. And who knows what, like, how deep in the campaign you're going to get. Yeah, like, seriously. Like, we're, we're talking about a minimum of 11 levels in. Anyways, like, and also, it doesn't make sense to me. The thief part... Kind of. It's like, because bards are roguish and they're, they're, they're definitely skill monkeys. Okay, yeah. And the rogue and is... And they get expertise and stuff. Exactly. It's exactly it. And, and rogues are skill monkeys and rogues are roguish. Because rogues. Um, but, but like, fighter? Five levels of fighter? And why druid? Like, what? <laughs> like uh, From the magics? I don't know. I get, That's really... Well, okay, the cleric part, I get if we're going with the whole divine origin of, of the bard. Sure. Uh, but, but... Why specifically druid? Maybe like they thought, yeah, like nature? the sound is natural. I suppose. I Stupid. I don't fucking. Know. All right, so yeah, that was that was the that was the first edition bard. Um, Interesting. Not a big fan. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the sounds hard. Yeah, and, but the the nowadays bard is more. Well, it's like we described in the beginning, where it's just it's a musician who's tapped into these divine powers and. There are a few things that define the bard. Um, one of the things is the bard is a jack of all trades. Mm -hmm. the, uh, it, like truly, jack of all trades, master of none. You're going to be really good at a lot of things, but 
every other character is going to be better at one of those things. Yeah, skill on the skill tree. I mean, like uh, musically, like that's a oh, role yeah. play thing. Like you are the best musician in the party, unless there's another bard, and you can hash it out from there. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, exactly. And and the way this is like a fucking fiddle off or whatever with what have a like a fiddle off. I, I like that. Yeah, yeah, a loot off. A loot off. <laughs> <laughs> um, so as a bard, you're going to get to choose three skills uh, from the entire list, and that's a, a thing with the bard is like you don't have to you don't have a class list of skills. You just get the whole list of skills, and you get to choose three. Right, and then later on, depending on like what you, I think you get more. Plus, you get expertise just like the rogues. Jake so you was get telling me you get expertise twice. Um, is that something? It's not that you get it twice. It's that you get expertise and then it goes up. I suppose you could get expertise twice if you multi-class rogue. I don't think you get it twice. What was he telling me? He was telling like, me you get expertise, and yeah. then I know that as you level up, you get add-ons to it. That must be. Maybe he was like, "It's like I get expertise, and I misunderstood." Oh, okay, I see. Um. Okay, let's talk about uh, okay. So, skill monkeys—they get the expertise. They, yeah. they get these extra skills. Let's talk a little bit about, um, and I think this is important. There is a, a tech, like the actual definition in the player's handbook of what a bard is, and there was a sentence I picked out because this is where they say it: a, part- a bard is a magic user that uses their artistic talents to induce magical effects. Cool. I think this is important because I've seen a lot of really fucking cool ideas behind a bard. Like, okay, so common bard things that you'll see. There'll be a musician or a singer. Um, I've seen war chanter where they're like, yeah. they, they chant into the battle. Usually that's going to be like the, the college, the, the uh, college of valor bard who likes to get into the fray. Yeah, okay. Or like, like, the, like there'll be like the front drummer or whatever. Like, yeah, if there's, there's like that. Civil war or whatever. Uh, sometimes there'll be a lore master telling tales of epicness as they're fucking slicing the throats of dogs. Yeah. I, sometimes I picture a, uh, like a, a Greek philosopher like Socrates or something that That's like, cool. like proclaims things yeah. like, of nature or, or, or mind or whatever. I like that. Uh, have you ever played Final Fantasy Tactics? No. Okay. Well, in Final Fantasy Tactics, there is a job class called the, uh, the mediator, and he has a oral skill in which he like inspires his allies or demoralizes foes using philosophical <laughs> like uh, arguments and shit. Yeah. That's what that reminds me of, which is cool. That'd be a dope ass bar. That'd be really cool. Another common thing, just storyteller, um, comedian. If you can be funny, like uh, comedians are performers, and you'll see that sometimes, like almost like a jester. Yeah. Okay. Like, uh, so I- I've seen that before, and I think these are common enough to be called commonplace but i've also seen some really unique ideas uh the main one that comes to my mind is i played in a game once with this gentleman who was really creative with his character concepts and he wanted to play a bard except for he had a different concept for it rather than his performance art being music he wanted to be what he called an ink mage where he had like a giant paintbrush as his wand and he would paint in the air. Hell yeah. The scenes would come to life and then be the spell. Okami and shit. Yeah. And I was like, dude, that is really fucking cool. Yes. And he did it. And it was yes. like, it was a lot of fun. It was that like, sounds really cool. Yeah. And like, I'm like, this is the shit I'm talking about. This is D&D right here. We're taking something and we're making it our own. And it's fucking awesome. Well, could you stay right there while I paint your death in the air? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, it was really cool. And like, I, I highly, uh, recommend using that concept if out there if you like that concept yeah, really use awesome. it because it's fucking cool. Um, another concept I've seen done, and this is usually to a comedic effect, is like a motivational speaker, <laughs> especially with like the bardic inspiration. Like, yeah, I believe nice. in you. You got this. You're yep. the best. Don't let anyone tell you you're not. You know that kind of deal. That's. I was like, I've seen that. That's cool. That's fun. Definitely. Um, one that uh, I use, and it's because I'm obsessed with the name of the wind, is the concept of naming. Since we're talking about like the power of words and the power of music, what if 
the person was a namer, even though like the mechanics for that don't exist in D anD. d Yeah, we could just say that spells are like. Basically, I think okay. So I've only played two bards, and I will talk about both of them in this. And this is I'm going to talk about Tristan Valeris, the half elf bard that I created for a one shot. He knew the name of of the wind and the name of thunder. And basically, what I did was I just picked spells that kind of I could flavor off of that. Yeah. And so he would call these names. And he actually he used a sword for his uh, for his spellcasting instrument. Nice. And so he would blast like wind or thunder from his blade. Cool. And uh, it was just a lot of fun. He was really cool. Like a rapier or something. Uh, no, or him. He was a longsword. Oh a long wow, sword. Cool. longsword and shield. Nice. Like, he was a, like a swashbuckler. Hell like, yeah. yeah, it was, it, was, cool it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I really liked uh, Tristan. He was really cool. On that note, uh, me and Jake are working on his bard being because um, his bard is also half elf. So uh-huh. we're we're kind of using that fey touch thing right to kind of go with that like kind of naming aspect that mm-hmm. you're saying because yeah. i know that's a, like a powerful thing in the fey right since we yeah the fey it episode. is i like so that. we're gonna kind of implement that when he when he t- he's uh he's gonna like draw from like his fey ancestry kind of to to do things like that as a bard i like that that's really cool um you know what i'm uh i'm a little parched let's take a short rest let's do it Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to did we just hit a million dollars stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. It doesn't matter if you're selling scented soaps or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And you'll sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. It's like I said before, Shopify is going to take your business no matter what stage it's at and elevate it to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dungeoncast. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com slash DungeonCast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash DungeonCast. Hi, I'm Madigan from Your Angry Neighborhood Feminist, a podcast that explores the world through a personal feminist perspective. Check out new episodes Mondays and Fridays for a wide variety of topics and news episodes. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Rage on. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the part of the episode where we stop talking about that last thing and we start talking about something else. That's us and you. Let's start with us. No, let's start with you. Thank you guys very much for listening to the show and for making it this far in the episode. It means a lot to us. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you guys rock. And I just wanted to say this last week has been really overwhelming with the with the growth and the feedback we've been getting. We've been getting a lot of messages from fans 
talking about like how much the show helps them or how much they enjoy the show and and it's really overwhelming we really love to hear that stuff so thank you guys thank yeah, you I, everyone for reaching out and letting us know like that makes us feel really good it definitely does and uh we appreciate the constructive feedback that you guys have been giving too we like to implement things into the show that you would like and uh I, yeah i know that definitely helps me a lot um listening to the show actually helps me a lot too if i'm trying to uh put anything into my games i usually like to listen to one of our old episodes and uh freshen up on the content along with reading it in the player's handbook it's uh gives me everything i need so um if you know somebody that uh would like the show please tell them about it um we we grow on this podcast by word of mouth with your help so yes spreading the word is like the most helpful thing you can do for us if you're interested in helping us like that's that's all we ask just spread the word yeah and uh to help promote that will has been running a contest which should now be over at the time of uh, the listening of this podcast by the time this podcast airs it will have been over the last tuesday yeah. So, and we're going to announce the winners on Twitter pretty much immediately. Probably I'm going to wake up tomorrow. But by the way, we're, we're recording this on the Monday right before. Yeah, it. Tomorrow's so, the fourth. So tomorrow I'm going to wake up. Uh, I'm going to roll some dice and I'm going to pull some names and I'm going to tweet out those names and let everyone know like, hey, we got three winners. They're getting custom minis. You know why? Because they joined the contest and did what they had to do. Yeah, man. You tweeted out that <laughs> link to the show, which we really appreciate. Um, you can find <clears> us on <throat> SoundCloud.com slash The Dungeon Cast. You can find us on YouTube. Just search The Dungeon Cast and we should be there. Get us on any of the podcasts podcast apps uh stitcher podcast addict if you're finding us on itunes or the podcast app on your apple phone please leave us a rate and subscribe that really helps us a lot too uh and we appreciate that a lot um we got anything else for these fools no i think uh we got the rest of the episode for them well cool it looks like this bump recorded because the last one we did did not uh, yeah. so- <laughs> well let's go back to the show yeah let's go back to the show Back up. <clears throat> All right, we are back, and we're we're still talking about the bard. Okay, so let's talk about uh, what makes what separates the bard from some of the other magic casters uh, out there. Um, their style of magic tends to be on the support side of things very heavily. Yes, they're capable of healing, not as well as a as a cleric or druid, but very effectively. Yeah, um, and like you, a touch of healing, like just a little bit, goes a long way in five e. Absolutely, um, especially at the early levels. Absolutely. A lot of their spells are in the wheelhouse of like enchantment and illusion. Yeah. Which makes sense. They're fighting with words, they're fighting with inspiration. They're just saying shit to fuck you up. Yeah. And that's like troublesome as hell. Yeah. They're they're uh very often their spells are about debuffing the enemies and buffing up the allies. Right. It's the reason why they in fourth edition they were a leader class. They were they were the, the heal support. Um which isn't to say they can't blow shit up sometimes. I mean they can sometimes cast like fire and elemental spells. Um usually Excuse me. Usually it's going to be along the lines of like thunder. Yeah. Like, okay. Which makes sense because uh, like area of that's an area of an effect general thing, right? Uh, I mean, it can be. Okay. But what I'm trying to say is a lot of the the element or like um, the type of damage some of their spells will be thunder oh, is pretty common, and it saying. makes sense because sound and yes. thunder is sound. Cool. Um, psychic is another one which makes sense because they're using words to fuck with the heads of their enemies. Yeah. So, so psychic, you know, vicious mockery is their main cantrip in which they like insult the enemy so viciously. I like when they attack that, their like looks and they're oh, like, yeah. they're just like, like every time I DM somebody doing that, it's just like, yeah, they look at the thing you mentioned and they like shed a tear. 
Yeah, yeah. And that's like, and they take the damage. Yeah, they take and they take that psychic damage because yes. you've at, you've attacked their 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 soul. Their mental attack. confidence has crippled to the point where they've taken physical damage. Yeah, which is that's just very impressive. And like the you really like I always imagine like the um, the bard taking this like from a role play aspect taking the steam out of your monster a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I, I like, like that. Like the way you flavor it uh, really really changes it up. I like yes. that. Um. Let's talk about colleges. Because like the, how much debt I'm in? Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that. Okay. Please, dear God. Um, <laughs> no, but uh, but bards, they rather than like an archetype or a, a circle or a, a domain, what they get is they get what is called their bardic college. I see. That good which, school. That good school. That good, good <laughs> school. Um, okay. So the, the way colleges are treated really can vary depending on your dungeon master and, and, the, and the setting that you're in. The cost of tuition. Like, is it, yes. Is it... Is it a formal university? Accreditation. I kind of yeah. like this idea where it's like this university <laughs> that you had to go to and you have a fucking certificate. I'd like it. to join That's your really... bard college. Who who are you accredited by, though? <laughs> the king. The king. <laughs> Shit, yes, then. And, um, and that is that is one way you could do it. And that's one way you could treat a college. You could also treat a college almost like, um, like a... Like a fighting style that was like passed from a master to apprentice for for eons, except for it's a bardic style rather than a fighting style. Yeah, like come study this like particular form of art with me. Exactly, and like I always picture them out on like the grass. Right. Okay. Sure. Why not? <laughs> like gathered and around so, in like a half circle. So maybe as a musician, you you sought out a, a master musician of that bardic college style uh-huh. and learned under them. That's one way uh, of doing it. Others like maybe you created your own style and named the college after whatever like you could do that too you could technically throw that into the lore right the the point is like bardic magic comes from a combination of hard study and natural talent um to to find the power in music so like it's a little bit of the sorcerer it's a little bit of the wizard i see okay so so yeah colleges i've looked into um Oh, I'm sorry. Let's keep talking about colleges. Okay. Well, uh, all I was going to say, in, in the Player's Handbook, there are two colleges, which we will talk about when we get to the features. Um, they are the College of Valor and the College of Lore. But what were you going to say? I wanted to, <laughs> I like went off in my own head for a little bit there and thought about like learning like who – if. Because I know you like level up to get like your later – the later end stuff. So you're, you didn't like learn it in your backstory. Right. But like – Hey kids, like when you're high enough level, let me show you what you can do. And like guy turns around and casts power word kill. No oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, like, well, that's one thing. Yeah, I just to... talk that thing to Jesus. death. Yeah. Like yeah, <laughs> welcome to being a bard. <laughs> that's pretty cool. I like that. Like uh, um, so that happens. Um, like it just gets so severe that you can just literally talk something to death. Like that's, a, that's... I suppose. Uh, but that's the thing. Remember, they are casting spells. Yeah, like, like magic is coming like, into the yeah, equation. You, but I mean, I don't want to discourage flavoring it strongly the other way where it's like they're just talking something to death that's cool and funny i like I'm that a yeah but there we go uh which is what power word kill basically is exactly so, yeah. yeah but uh but yeah like uh i like the idea of flavoring spells around your concept i do like that but mechanically speaking they're just casting spells yeah magic. it's tapping it into this power source that's a high level slot yeah so, um, before we jump into the features, do you have any questions about bards? Any concepts? Any, anything you want? Yeah, to usually about? a class will have like the warlock has like its own special pool of like extra shit mm-hmm. or like uh, superiority dice for the um, the battlemaster mm-hmm. fighter. 
do bards have something like that? Yes, they do, and we'll get into that momentarily. Okay, so okay. if you don't so, have any yeah, other let's, questions, let's dive into the mechanics. Yeah, I, I see my mental state seems to be flowing with the way you've lined your notes up. Oh, so, that's, so, that's good. So that's, We've been doing this in, for a while, so yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we're finally... Let's get into yeah. it. All right. Um, so the... The bard, much like the rogue, kind of falls into the middle of the road. You're going to need a D8 for your HP. Uh, you have uh, access to light armor. You have a decent weapons list, but not all the weapons like a lot of the other fighting glasses. And that's the thing about the bard is like the bard can just be strictly a caster, or you can really you can kind of get in there with the melee. You won't be very effective. But, I mean, you will be effective. Yeah, I mean, at least you're not defenseless and if you can't do magic for whatever reason, which yeah. is a thing. Right. Um, you automatically get proficiency in three instruments, which yeah. is really cool. But it does kind of, like, really marry the concept to music specifically, which makes sense. Yeah. Like, it probably should be. But as a DM, I'm definitely going to say, like, you, it, it could be any artistic whatever you want it to be. If you're If you're using, like, some other, like, artistry as your bardic magic, like the ink mage... Like, rather than give you instruments, why would I give you instruments? You're going to be adept with probably, I'll, I'll say, pencils and, and art nice, and, yeah. like, you know, paintbrush. And, Chalk and, and charcoal. There we go. Like there we go. That, that, exactly yeah, that. Oil paint. I'm well, oil painter. I'll, I'll give you three visual arts. It's very expensive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, so so I, I like that. Just, like, three, uh, three proficiencies in your art form. Uh, off the bat, that's really cool. You're gonna get dexterity and charisma saves, which is a really good combination. But it also shows like you're very dexterous, charisma. You're very inspiring as you should be. You're a yeah, bard, you're I a mean, charisma like, caster. You're pretty much gonna be dumping your stats into charisma, and then dex is gonna be yeah. pretty high too, probably. Yeah. Um, and then of course we talked about this already. You get to choose any three skills of your choice. Let's uh, talk about the power the power resource that you you wanted to know about so bards have a thing called bardic inspiration yeah it's a big part of what they do at level one they get access to um d6s which they can basically hand out they cool. basically can ha they can inspire their allies and for the next 10 minutes you get to add a d6 to the next roll that you make and i think it's tied to it could be like attack a skill check or a save i think those are the three yeah um later on those dice get bigger uh, D6 is a D8, so D10s. Uh, That's right, they become D10s. I think the amount that you get is tied to your charisma, so like, you know, it's based off your mod, so if you have an 18 of charisma, you can hand out four bardic inspirations per long rest, I think it is. It might be short rest, but I think it's long rest. That's fun. Like, uh, I know Jake's been doing that, mm -hmm. but... I just was unclear on exactly what was happening. I right. just trust you guys. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Nobody's and, trying to cheat. I'm always keeping an eye on everybody and make sure they're running things right. Yeah, which which helps me. Like, yeah. I get to focus on, like, it's a weird game that I'm running, I feel like. Because, like, mm -hmm. I'm not really, like, as a dungeon master, I'm not so in tune with the rules. But somebody at the table is, so I just get right. to do the story part. That's not entirely too uncommon. Because, well, you know... Uh, forever DMs like myself, like we can only DM everything for so long. Sometimes we want to play, so like, yeah. we'll get one of our people <laughs> to DM a game. It's like, don't worry about the rules. Like, if something comes up, I'll take care of it. Yeah. You just run the story. Yeah. And yeah. like, I'm learning the rules very quickly as I go. Right. I think this is the best way to learn the rules. Oh, yeah. Like, no, you're doing great. You're yeah. Doing every, great. Everybody's got their own thing going on. So I've like learning a little, I know about what the bard does because I run one, but the specifics like here, I'm like, can you tell me how this works, please? Yeah. 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 Like, no problem. That's what yeah. I'm here for. <laughs> so at level two, you're going to get a cool feature called song of rest. I really like this feature because it's a, it's a, it's a fun way to heal. It's not like I cast a spell and you heal. So the way it works is like, supposedly you play a song of, of magic when you're taking a short rest and everyone who can hear it can add a D six 
to their uh, their hit die that they're rolling, right? And they heal that much extra. Cool, that's and, really good. Actually. Yeah, and that die that die grows as you level, so D eight to D ten and whatnot, and um, it, it just makes short rest better. It just makes them more effective. Hell yeah. Um, if, you, if you're running the ink mage, I have this concept of like, well, what do you do? Because what's your song of rest? Well, maybe you're like Bob Ross and you just like get your easel up <laughs> and you just start like talking, <laughs> talking them through, teaching them how to paint. And they just like, oh <laughs> they just like, they just feel better. Like, I love Bob Ross. This is how I make a cloud. Ex- exactly. Oh, fuck, that's like, a really good cloud. How'd you do that? Whoa. Yeah. I feel really good right now. Bob Ross is a bard. So Bob there it Ross is. Bob Ross is a bard. <laughs> so yeah. So there you go. Song rest um hell yeah uh jack of all trades we mentioned it not only is it a thing that they are it's it's a thing that they get um are you still on the bob i'm ross? still laughing about bob <laughs> ross oh my god <laughs> um speaking of bob ross i was uh i forgot where i was browsing on on the internet and uh bob ross has a son who also paints yes i've well. seen that and uh he's just as good as his dad at that show like he brings him on the show sometimes oh holy crap and he also has a very distinctive hairstyle much like his dad his dad, <laughs> his dad has like the fro thing going he's on he's like passing the trade yeah, he's like passing the torch. Well, his his son, the has Ross like family, this, will entertain us for another generation. I know, it seems. right? Yeah. Well, his son has this long, like seventies hippie hair. Fuck yeah! And he has a very nice speaking voice, and he paints very well. It was wonderful. <laughs> I had a great time. It blew my mind. Anyway, shit, that sh- that fucking glob of paint turned into a fucking tree. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Um, okay, so is that a Jack scalpel? <laughs> Jack of all trades. Jack of all trades. I feel great. Is a feature you get. I think at level two or three. And basically, everything that you're not proficient in, you're half proficient in. You gain half your proficiency bonus to all skills you're not trained in. Now, how does that work in the early game or, like, with an odd number, basically? Um, Like, what if you got a three or a seven or in proficiency? Oh, it always rounds down. Okay. That's, generally speaking, things round down in D&D. Right, um, okay. Because to round up would make everything too fucking powerful. Yeah. Um. So... Uh, this is really handy at the beginning of the game, and honestly, it just gets more and more handy as you keep going, because it just keeps going up, and like, while other people who aren't proficient in sleight of hand stay pretty much the same level of bad at it, like, you get pretty damn good at it without even being trained in it. And then later on, you're gonna get expertise if, uh, I think, yeah, expertise you get no matter what college you take, and I think that one works... This isn't like a for sure quote, but I think it works. Basically, you choose two skills and you gain double your proficiency bonus on those two skills. Yes. But they have to be skills that you're already proficient in. Right. Like, otherwise, it gets crazy. Yeah. Either way, you're going to be pretty good at anything. You're not necessarily going to be bad at anything. No. Nope. And is, uh, you're going to be I – th- I think what you mm-hmm. are really – can be really great at is like the persuasion intimidation. Yeah, I mean, you got the high charisma. Yeah. You got the high charisma. And if you're using expertises in those, like, yeah, you're going to be good at it. Those are going to be, like, if you're going to master anything, it's going to be like a, an intimidation role or a persuasion role. Right, right. So um, we're going to talk a little bit about the two colleges and the players. Well, deception, I guess, too. Huh? Yeah, deception. Deception as well. Um, <laughs> I just fucking lie. Yeah, I'm just a, <laughs> a really good liar. I'm like a, a bard of misinformation. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I've come um, to tell you about the tale of shit that didn't go down. <laughs> I like that. Okay, so the College of uh, the College of War. Um, this is considered the more powerful of the two colleges, and it's definitely the more spellcastery, wizardy of the colleges. The College of Lore is basically uh, surrounds the concept that like you're all about 
learning more yeah. and finding the truth and finding the legend That's and cool. learning all the magics. The exact um, opposite character I just made up. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and bam, off the bat, you're getting three extra skills. Yes. Just skill monkey yes. and a half. Yeah. Um, you're going to get what I like to call anti-inspiration. It's it's cutting words. It's basically you <laughs> demoralize your foe, yeah. you use bardic inspiration to cause them a negative D6 to whatever it is they fucking do next. Okay. Um, you're going to get extra spells. I think you get extra cantrips. I'm not actually sure on that. And eventually you're able to inspire yourself. You're, you're able to use your bardic inspiration on yourself. Okay, cool. Um, that's really the cool. basics on the College of Lore. It's not my favorite of the two. It's it's kind of like with the with the warlock, the um, the book of shadows. The uh, gosh, what's that path called? There's a path. I can't remember the name of it, but it's the more brainy, wizardy, spellcaster. It's okay. Well, path. this is the bard episode. I know, but my point is like that's considered the best warlock path, mechanically speaking. Nice. It's also my least favorite. Okay. Because it has the least flavor, and like the lore oh, one's kind of like my least favorite because it's just like you're an extra bard. That's cool, <laughs> but like like the assassin uh, path, or not the assassin path, the rogue path. That's just like you are just more rogue. Yeah, or the fighter path. It's like you're the champion. You're just a really good you're fighter. Just a super Although good I fighter. really do like that. Uh, the one. champion path that's is like champion's dope. I feel like that's tied more to like these are tied more to like the tropey storylines that we're used right. to hearing. So I like the I like the College of Valor. It it boosts all your abilities in melee. So okay, this is probably the real reason why the lore is my least favorite bard. We've already talked about this many times. I like a character that can do everything. Yeah. <laughs> and so if you're just standing there casting spells, that's not everything because you can swing a sword. Exactly. In this game. And the College of Valor is going to give you access to better weapons and better armor. Right. Uh, it, you're going to get an extra attack, much like a fighter does. So like you're going to be that much better in combat. Um, you're going to get a feature called Battle Magic where you can, I think the way it works is you can cast a spell and then do a melee attack. Shit, okay. So it's like nice combos. I like that. I want to cast Fireball and then hit you in the face with a that sword. That sounds fucking rad. Yeah. And then eventually you get to add Inspiration to allies damage and AC. And I think this is really cool. It's one of the higher level features that you get. Okay. So like uh, rather than bardically inspire somebody and they and they add it to their attack roll they can actually add it to their damage which can be really oh, good shit. like especially like a d10 an extra d10 on yeah, dude, your adding, di- adding die randomly to your yeah. damage that's like yeah that breaks the mechanic yeah uh, and then even better i think is adding it to ac so like the dragon swipes that claw your ally and hits well you bardically inspire them they roll an extra d10 they add that number to their ac yeah that claw don't hit no more yes I like that. so i like the college of valor i like things that are more flavorful i like things that are that like inspire like thinking outside the box and i just think that's really cool i think it's also rare that like in my head that a traveler should not be able to use some kind of weapon like, why don't you at least have, like, a like something sharp on you? Right, yeah. yeah and, I, like, learn yeah. a little bit about how to use it. So, I mean, I mean, everyone can make a basic attack. They're just bad at it. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, it <laughs> like, does suck. Sometimes like, you really got to do that. Yeah, I agree. But I also think, like, you know, like, a, a wizard outside of if they're a blade singer or something, like, they should be really shit at it. You know what I mean? True. The bard, maybe not so much. The bard, I, I agree with what you're saying, uh, should be able to fight at least a little bit because you're not a wizard. Yeah, like, you, you're, you're not going to only like this. Like my blade is not my my magic necessarily. It is, and it's not right. Okay, so that's it for the features. I want to talk a little bit about like bards in in pop culture and fiction. And uh, one of the first ones that comes to mind is an old PlayStation game called A Bard's Tale, 
which is available on Android in the app in, in the App Store, and it's a really fucking amazing game in which you play this really snarky bard rogue character who's a piece of shit, <laughs> but he basically has to save the world. Okay, and he's he's a, a character trope I like to call the brave uh, the brave coward. Okay, which uh, have you ever seen uh, Army of Darkness? I haven't. God damn it, man. I know. So Ash from Evil Dead is what I like to call the brave coward, where it's like they're a coward you up front. You told me all about it. Yeah, yeah, they're a coward up front, and they don't want to fucking do it, and they hate this, and they just want to go home. <laughs> but like they have to, so they step up and they do what they got to right. do. That's I cool. like that character trope. I don't know what about it. Like, it's really fun. I mean, me. like it, it forces you to be the person you have to be. Right. So. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's what I, it forces you to be a better man. Anyways... <laughs> um, Bardstale is a really cool game, and basically in the Bardstale, he's a bard who, with his magic, can summon um, different spirits and elementals and monsters to fight for him. And he can fight, too. He can get in there with a sword. So uh, he's not like a D&D bard, but he's close enough. Right, okay. Um, Kvoth, from Name of the Wind, is technically a bard. He's an incredibly talented musician who does also do magic. They're just not necessarily intertwined, but he's oh, okay. also Got what it. I would call uh, Jack of all trades. He's very good at a lot of things, but he's actually hasn't yet become a master at any of them. Um, Thom Marilyn from Eye of the World. He's a really uh, cliche bard, except for in that world, ma- music and magic aren't intertwined. He just is a bard and musician who can also fight much like a rogue. Uh, Mercedes Lackeys has a series called The Bardic Voices. I haven't read them, but I heard they're really good, and they feature a bunch of different bard characters from book to book. Um, other than that, I can't really think of too many other bards in fiction that I can think of. Um, I like, uh, I really like bringing up Legend of Zelda versus D and D because Link hmm. Link does everything. He does. He's literally he the, does. he's literally the jack of all trades, but the master of almost all of them. Yeah, he's like he's like a bard, ranger, fighter. Uh, rogue, he's he's all those and like anything else. He just carries the shit he needs to heal. Yeah, so. that's true. Who like, has a he has a bag of holding, and sometimes he does like wicked cool magic. He yeah, but, he does like he does like some magic with his sword and Ocarina of Time and like okay Majora's Mask and stuff. So he wizard. has like a magic bar. So wizard yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. So he's like a Eldritch level fighter. He's a level forty character. Yeah. <laughs> basically, though, I mean, right? Like, yeah. No, I think I've said this before. Is like Zelda or Link is basically. Four D and D characters put into one because you're, you're like you can't have a party in that game, so you got to be all of them. He's a superhero, yeah, and like just does like he just has like so many fucking cool things that like you should only be good at one of these, but he's so good at all of them. Yeah, it's really fun to to play Link. Yeah, that being but said, if like, I, he does magic with right. his fucking ocarina or yeah. like whatever it is, whatever instrument you got, there's always a music element in Zelda. Yeah, it's very common. There is, yeah. Um, and, and and that being said, if I was to try and build Link in D anD D, I would start from the Bard and go from there. I would probably build like uh, at least three levels of Bard to get that College of Valor. Yeah, I might take a level of Fighter to get like a Fighting Style, help boost that, and then like and then I'd go from there. Like yeah. that's definitely how I'd approach it. But I think at this point we are veering so far off topic. We're we've we've moved away from the Bard, and we're building anything? a super character. And we're building a super character. <laughs> we're building did Link. you did you have any other questions about Bards? About Bards? No, we we All covered right. a lot of good stuff. All right, guys. I hope that was uh that was informative. Uh, but I think we're done, and uh, you guys have a good one. Thanks we'll for talk listening. To you later. Bye.
Wander with us into a world of magic. Do you lack magic? Ever since I was born, I could hear the spirits of the other world. Where old stories take on a new life. If you break even one of these conditions, the consequence is death. And the world is teeming with possibilities. It's midnight, girls! They're here! Get ready to change! Well, for the last time, we're not kissing, Fritz! Join Jenny and Madeline in this fantastical audio drama as they journey into the stories you grew up with as you've never heard them before. You are no more than a demon! Okay, Gown. Let's do this. And reinvent fairy tales with a feminist twist. Ready for your next adventure? Then we'll see you soon in the forest of feminist fairy tales.